219 on a Friday afternoon. So glad you could join us. Sean Belegian sitting in for Chris Renwick here on 760 WJR. I, I think you know as well as I do, we live in strange times where you don't know what to believe. You don't know what to believe, whether you read it, sometimes even seeing it. And my goodness gracious, it seems like Whenever anything happens, there's got to be more to the story. There's some kind of conspiracy involved. And um, the Lahaina fires are are just devastating. It's, it's devastating for a myriad of reasons. I think anybody that's ever been there uh, will, will vouch for what I'm saying. It is a beautiful, historic area. I was there not two years ago. It was uh, November of... 2021 absolutely beautiful i loved it and as we followed this story uh, so many things to be sorrowful about of course first and foremost the incredible loss of life but then you hear things like this uh brianna Sachs, reporter from the washington post has been all over uh this story and she kindly joins us brianna uh, first of all, thank you so much. I, on a personal level, I've been following this, and I, I think the reporting that you and some of your colleagues are doing is outstanding. Thank you so much for joining us here on WJR. Oh, well, that was really kind word. Thank you so much for having me on. You know, Brianna, as I was saying before we, we introduced you, I mean, we, we live in times where everybody is skeptical about everything, but as you start to work on this story and some of the pieces that come together, boy, there are a heck of a lot of red flags uh, coming up in regards to this. Yeah, there, as the timeline started to come together and some of the pieces, it's, it's startling and, and, um, and definitely illuminating because I do want to say that unlike California and, Oregon, Hawaii doesn't have a firefighting agent, a big firefighting agency dedicated to wildland fire or has like fire investigators that would be on the scene, to my knowledge, immediately after a blaze that looks like it might be related to a utility company's equipment. So um, that that is, you know, that is something to, to say, but they, they definitely knew about PG&E's issues and troubles so it it does start to look a little concerning that they were moving after the, the blaze before investigators got there it is it is amazing to me as again uh, somebody who's been working on this from the washington post brianna Sachs kindly joins us and i think uh, brianna you did a great job of uh, listen on the and on one hand you give Hawaiian Electric some some applause for quickly restoring power. However, on the other hand, they did something they simply put were not supposed to do by hauling away so many of these fallen poles and power lines, transformers, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and you know, I, I think the big question is why? That, that is a good question. I mean, they said in a, a letter that I obtained that they didn't own the land underneath the equipment, and they they so they wanted to move it off that land. I don't I don't know really how that how that works. Um, and 
they, I know they did want to restore power and they were moving very quickly to, to do so, so that crews can continue to start or to fight the fires. But, you know, in a scene like that, it, it, it seems to be understood in precedent that you don't really want to disrupt it. And uh, the way that some of the equipment was moved, like, you know, we were there August 12th and it wasn't caution taped off. There weren't really any flags or anything around. Um, some of you know, the equipment was moved and just uh, stacked there. So that I didn't know at the time was, was concerning. And I took a photo of it just to be like, oh, here's some power pole and some lines and stuff. And I ended up showing it to some experts later once I learned about the moving of equipment. And I was like, wait, I, I, was, I was there and I saw this, this stuff and they, I showed it to them. And they were like, oh, no, that, that is not how that is, is supposed to be done. And so I learned a lot. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it's definitely been uh, illuminating. You know, it, it is amazing because to that point, I mean, how are people like you and I supposed to know this? But as you, as you pointed out in your story in the Washington Post, some of the actions that they have taken, there are national guidelines on, on how utilities should handle situations like this. And boy, it sure sounds like they didn't follow those national guidelines. And and again, I think a lot of people are asking themselves, why exactly was that? Yeah, I mean, that is a big, I mean, there's a lot of questions here. And the when when they started, when they knew that the ATF would be coming in, that that's a big question. Um, did they have their own investigators on the scene? I ran into some people from Hawaiian Electric that I believe were investigators that had come in. One guy had come in from LA um, and he was talking to residents, asking them about what their experience was with, with the fire. I believe that was August 11th or 12th. I, you know, days are kind of all blending together here. Um, but so, yeah, that, that, and then the Cal, uh, Hawaii's Public Utility Commission, like they should be investigating. Have they started? What's their, they haven't said anything since the fire began. So those, there's a lot of pieces here that, you know, we still don't have a lot of information about in, in terms of the, the, the probe of the cause of origin. I think one of the things that you first reported, again, Brianna Sachs, a reporter at the Washington Post, has been all over this story. Uh, there had been varying reports that they did shut the power off. They did not shut the power off, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you guys were the first to report that, that they did not shut the power off in advance of these high winds, correct? I, I believe so. I, uh, it's been a rush. I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, but we Sorry about that, Jay. Uh, sorry about that, Brianna. Go on. That's okay. Um, yeah, so we did publish a story digging into the fact that they did not have a preemptive pa- um, public power safety shutoff program, and that means that ahead of high winds that they shut off the power, uh, like, to, you know, at, at risk areas, and, and they did not shut off the power. They, they did say that. The power did go off for from from problems from the high winds and then it came back on according to data from this company called whisker lab that had been analyzing the grid um, with sensors so the power did come back on for a brief amount of time the morning of august 8th around 6 10 a.m to 6 39 
a.m. And in that window, that's when the first fire was reported in near the Lahaina Luna uh, Road substation. And then the power went back off for a long time. Mm. Well, Brianna, you've been all over this. I, I, I mean that. And I, I know this story is far from over. There, there have already been a plethora of lawsuits. I'm sure there is more. In the meantime, is is the community starting to clean up or, you know, is, is life? I know it's never going to be back to normal, but is life slowly starting to get back to normal in Lahaina? I, I'm no longer on island, but from my contacts there and when I when I left, I mean, they're still very much in an active recovery zone phase, but the... The service is still spotty in some areas, but there is a bit more flow. I know they've moved more people in hotels. They open a new bus route, so wildfire um, victims and you know survivors they can move around. A lot of people lost cars and and gas, propane. Getting that was an issue. So there's a bit more flow and, and movement. I know there right now, but it's still very much an active cleanup mm. zone. Well, I'm going to say it again. Again, well done. Uh, this is something personal to me. I, I loved Lahaina. I, I absolutely just just breathtakingly beautiful. It's such a tragedy. And and you and, and your co-workers are doing a fantastic job covering this for The Washington Post. Thank you very much, Brianna. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Brianna Sachs kindly joining us here on 760 WJR. I want to ask you guys when we come back, what the heck happened to common sense? We'll get into that. Okay.